Hello and welcome back to another episode of Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Hull, and if you're watching the video, then you can see that I'm sitting in the countryside in front of a big red barn. But for those of you just listening to the audio, that was perfect timing. Uh, there's a thunderstorm going on. There's birds chirping. I think my uncle's back there playing some sort of flute. I don't know if that's if the mic's picking that up or not. Anyways, I'm over here helping out with my mom. Uh, if you've been listening to the show for the last six months or so, you know she's had some medical issues. She's on the mend. She's doing much better, but she still needs help. So I'm giving my dad some assistance so he can get some rest so I can help out with my mom. Um, anyways, I thought I would show you around this beautiful property, um, share some field recordings with you from the property. Uh, but it started raining once I got set up and it never rains here. It's like super dry out here. And literally once I got the stuff set up, it started raining. So you can't see it right now, but above the camera is uh, a beautiful Estee Lauder American flag uh, umbrella. This week we have Andrew Morelli from Steady State Fate on the show. Andrew hasn't been on the show for like four years and that's way too long. Um, but I feel like we had a really, really good conversation and I hope you enjoy it. And we'll be getting to that in a moment. Oh, that was a really, really good one. I should probably like process that through the modular system, right? Okay, focus, I have to finish this, uh, this intro. Um, speaking of focus, Andrew and I do talk about us both having ADHD at the end of the show and that was nice. He actually gave me some good insights. And lastly, I want to say thank you to everybody who supports PodMod on Patreon. It means the world to me, and I could not do the show without it. And actually, because of the Patreon, I am able to work from my parents' house and do this here so I can help my mom um, and still get my work done. So uh, thank you if you're a Patreon supporter because you have helped make this happen. If it wasn't for Patreon, you wouldn't be hearing the thunder on this week's episode. Anyways, um, if you'd like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash modular modcast. So I'm going to roll some video that I took around the property here and share some of the, the beautiful sights with you while we check out this week's featured artist, Hannibal Rex. The song is called Slight House. I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm really excited to see how it plays with like beautiful scenery because it could be like a really dark, doomy patch, which could be really interesting, um, or it might be just beautiful ambient music, which would be interesting. Or, you know, who knows what it's going to be? But I did that on purpose. I didn't listen to it knowing I was going to do this, so I'm, I'm really excited for the edit. I don't want to stop filming because of all the awesome thunder here, but I should probably start yammering at some point and get into this episode. This week's episode is brought to you 
as always, by Patchworks Seattle. And they have some exciting news. They have uh, the new Korg ARP 2600 semi-modular synthesizer uh, that has been modernized in the newest 2600M model uh, with features like MIDI, smaller form factor, and a re-engineered lush spring reverb. And that is available at Patchworks. And something else about Patchworks that I have utilized many times is it is a great place to bring in your vintage synthesizers and music gear on consignment or you can do some trade for store credit. Patrick's is located in the heart of the Wallingford neighborhood in Seattle. You can stop by the showroom to play vintage synthesizers and shop new and used gear. Also has a ton of live events from in-store showroom sessions with local artists to in-depth workshops and classes. And here's another cool piece of information if you are shopping online at Patchworks, free shipping for orders over $75. And then one last thing, they are updating their showroom hours. So Patchworks will be now open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from noon to 7 p.m. and Sunday from noon to 6 p.m. So it will be closed Monday through Wednesday. Once again, that's patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S. All right, we have Andrew uh, Morelli on the show from Steady State Fate, and I was thinking of uh, I was thinking maybe you does has anybody ever called you Magus Morelli? Um, if they have, I I forgot. Okay, well, I want to just officially <laughs> coin it here. Um, for those listening, Magus Magus I think just means like wizard. I think it's just a fancy word for wizard. I like it. Yeah. Um. So we were just chatting a little bit before we started recording and you were last on the show, uh, April 29th, 2019 episode 53. So it's been way too long. I think the pandemic just threw everything into weirdness and, uh, it did, yeah. but, sure. uh, I keep seeing, uh, our good buddy, uh, our mutual friend, uh, div kid ben's face keep popping up on youtube and instagram with uh with all sorts of your modules and you've released quite a few modules since we last talked i think when you were on uh the the stereo dipole filter was the new right the new thing um so yeah there's been a lot happening since then but i was going to just ask you um i know it's a long period of time but just whatever pops into your mind what you been up to since the last time we chatted? Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, let me, let me think about all the modules that came out after that. Um, the vortices. Yep. Um, the auto dub, which is a little send return. Um, I think random step, random step wasn't out yet. Right. Uh, so I did, did with Ben, mm -hmm. uh, the ultra the, kick ultra kick zephyr zephyr and um, recently is the ultra perk mm -hmm. and um yeah i think just like an expander the the mutes expander for the vortices i thought there was another um, oscillator did you do is uh, zephyr the zero the, point like, oscillator yeah the zero point after? yeah that's the, oh that's yeah one. I, think that, I think that was after the dipole yeah wow yeah yeah so I mean, we've got been, been over four years <laughs> <laughs> um and you just mentioned you moved studios did you move houses are you still in you're in new york yeah no yeah i'm in new york no we well i mean my my daughter we had my choose like two when i when we did the last uh podcast um she we turned that room into her playroom so i moved okay. the whole studio upstairs yeah to okay the third floor yeah right on I have yeah. moved from my apartment in Seattle where we first chatted to uh, a house in Tacoma that my wife and I bought last year, um, year before last, it's going on a year and a half. So yeah, um, I've got my own full room upstairs for my studio and you can see behind me, I just, uh, put this, this wall synth stand up and I got my, my summit sitting on it. Um, I got to get a few more. Very rounds. nice. My wife came home and she's just like, what are you doing now? And I was like, I'm trying to set up, set up my studio. Um, so when I switch modes from, you know, recording podcasts, making demos or, you know, creating my own music, 
Um, I don't have to tear down and set up. And it's like, where didn't you do that just recently? I'm like, it's a, it's a constant process. It's, it'll never stop. So like, you yeah. know, and I, yeah, I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> um, I see you got some guitars. What, what kind of guitars you got there up on the wall? Is that um, is the far one? Is that like a, a Strat or something? Or That's a Strat, yeah. This is some some no-name brand acoustic. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, a Jaguar bass. It's my girlfriend's bass. Uh, okay, right on. Right on. <laughs> I just got a new uh, Cordoba acoustic electric nylon string guitar, which... I've never been a fan of acoustic electric guitars. I don't really like steel string acoustic guitars too much. Um, but this one, it just sounds good plugged in and unplugged and it's a thin body and it still sounds like an acoustic, which I think is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So do you, do you play much guitar? Not really. No. Yeah. My like where does. You... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that guitar doesn't really get much use, but, um, it's there for when we need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, yeah. And I, I, I'm almost like trepidatious to even bring up COVID, but it was just such an insane thing for, for the makers. Um, and, yeah. and it worked out well for some people and it, you know, it was really, you know, hard for other people. It, you know, it was, how was your experience? There were multiple phases. Right. There multiple yeah. phases. Like in the beginning, it was like, oh no. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, business like took off. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess as everybody's stuck inside kind of thing and they got that, that money. And um, yeah, no, it was like super busy uh, for like a year and a half when it first started. Um, and uh, probably like two years, it was pretty busy. Um, but you know, the last year and a half has been like really hard. It's mm-hmm. um, especially um, the the panic um, started when like parts were becoming like not so available. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I manufacture all my modules at home here, um, so I I needed parts and I needed to make sure that I had parts. And there were some modules where I couldn't get parts and um so it just started me like buying as much parts as i could you know on credit and just hoarding parts and then having parts that i didn't really wasn't really using but ha- i just everything i was designing was like meant to fit w- with what i had so mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's kind of been like this just design do a run design a new thing do a run for the past year and a half it's been like that yeah yeah and and did i just see recently uh the quantum rainbow is like kind of back in like yeah was that it was that a parts thing where like you couldn't manufacture them anymore yeah i just didn't have enough parts for everything um you know a lot lot of the modules i make like use a lot of parts um Mm -hmm. because they're just like composite like built in basically built in single function modules like into like the older kick for instance is a lot of mm-hmm. different modules kind of you could think of it that way that that's built in so um it's just like a matter of oh if, if i'm going to make 100 of these like i can't really make those until i get more parts and i have a lot of parts on back order but yeah i mean i'm i'm okay right now it's not okay crazy but i've just been basically building modules when people order them Mm-hmm. as opposed to like doing a big run and then just having them on the shelf. I see. Okay. And yeah. are you doing everything on your own? Yeah, I have, um, I have one guy that comes in part-time and he kind of solders like the pots and the jacks. Uh, my girlfriend is an amazing paneler. She puts the panels on and she screws them down and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So without them, I would be screwed um, because I do everything else in the business mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. So it's, much work. You know, 12 to 14 hour days most of the time yes starting to be taxing but it is what it is you know right right yeah so with uh you know with such a small team and you know just having everything done in-house like do you have you because you've been doing it a while as well have you have you found a good balance of 
having time to actually work on designs and, you know, like flex your creative muscles. Cause I know from my experience talking with so many of my friends now who are makers, the creative and, and designing part seems to make up a dismally small percentage of the amount of time they put in to their, their business. Um, so what's that like for yeah, you? Yeah, I, I do spend a good amount of time doing that. I mean, that's the part of the business that I actually like. I don't really like yeah. <laughs> any other part of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But um, usually, like, there's little moments, like a couple weeks here and there, where there's downtime, and I can really focus on designs and experimenting with ideas that I have. Um but a lot of time, like when I'm like running boards on the pick and place machine, um, I try to run over to the computer and like work on stuff, you know, I'm running mm-hmm. back and forth, um, just kind of doing three things at once. Uh, but I'm also doing designs for Sputnik modular. So um, I have a lot going on between like SSF designs and Sputnik de- designs. Um, so I'd say like it, it's probably about 30% of the time. Oh, that's good. If, yeah. if I'm lucky, you know, yeah. it's about 30%. But um, yeah, I mean, most of the time is like b- building everything, testing it, calibrating, packaging. Right. Um, yeah, all that stuff. Now, as far as the Sputnik stuff goes, is, is, is this something they say, hey, we want something that does this now create the circuit? Or do they, how much, how much, um, how much of your creativity goes into like the actual uh, function of the modules? Um, it's pretty much a hundred percent my creativity uh, with the exception of the special processor, which I did redesign. Um, it was basically like, a, it was a modified version of the original Buchla, uh design. Um, but then I modified it even more and um, change some functionality. Basically, the major functionality that I changed was that when you're doing like the spectral transfer, the sliders had no effect. They would only affect the EQ out. And I thought that was kind of weird um, because you'd probably be cool if you're vocoding or doing some kind of spectral transfer to be able to like change the volume levels of each of the frequency bands. So I changed that about it. Um, I also allowed it to like saturate and overdrive okay um yeah uh all right so everything was basically redesigned besides the topology of the filters um which is something simple and you and you probably wouldn't want to change anyway so okay yeah okay yeah um and i know that you ride hard for analog like is everything that you do still analog yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't I wouldn't know where to start to do something that was advanced in the digital domain. Um, Mm -hmm. Not that I want to, I really do uh, enjoy analog sound and that's why I got into this business. It's why I was always into synths. Not that I don't like digital stuff. Um, I like mostly, mostly the digital stuff from like the eighties, like that kind of dirty kind of digital sound. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I just love analog and, just trying to continue advancing what can be done in analog. Okay. Yeah. And and that was, yeah, that kind of, that is a perfect segue to what what my next question was going to be is how, like how, how difficult is it to try to create new or, you know, come up with new ideas in, you know, within the analog world since it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been around a lot longer than digital, uh, you know, and you're, you're, you're definitely like, uh, you're, you're more, it seems like you're more, uh, restricted as far as space goes. You know, if you want, like, if you wanted, you could make some pretty crazy analog stuff, but once you start letting the, the feature creep in, then that's just going to, you know, expand the size. I know like parts are getting much smaller than SMD and stuff, but yeah, like, yeah i mean i've been fortunate so far um with that um i mean just like the ultra perk for instance it's there's three different envelope generators there's there's two filters there's tons of vcas there's noise generator i mean like i 
most of my designs are kind of like just jam-packed analog stuff and um i've only there's only been like one or two times in my experience where i couldn't fit something onto a board so i've been lucky um with that so far um but yeah i mean usually you know i mean there's there's advancing analog and then there's like making it more complicated i feel like with um digital stuff like you can be super complicated and you, it's like all sits on a chip and like you, you know you can make a knob do like 20 things and stuff mm-hmm. um so i think in in analog it's a little different where you're just trying to, if, if it has so many pieces um you you just need to hone that in and like make everything work together mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. without going crazy you know because mm-hmm. things can yeah. get crazy with analog yeah yeah. Yeah. And, and that's been one of my, um, like, you know, I, I've messed, I've messed with the, um, the original entity percussion and I've pl- played a lot and I've used the, um, the entity base, uh, or entity kick, uh, a lot as well. And the range of sounds and control and everything that I've been able to get out of your analog drum modules has been like, that's that's kind of why I, I I was making the the quasi joke about Magus Morelli because it's pretty pretty cool stuff and it seems like, um, you know both of those modules I just mentioned both now seem to have an updated version right is the the Ultra Kick is that kind of a the ult, an updated entity kick yeah I mean it's I would consider it di- di- different it's more okay. it's more kick focused whereas the 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 original bass drum synth was uh it was more of like a synth voice that you could take into many different directions um mm-hmm. and the ultra kick is designed to kind of make a very finished kick sound and cover like a wide territory of kicks uh-huh. um yeah uh you know, I, I tried to keep the people really liked how huge the the original bass drum was. Um, so you know, it, the guts of it are essentially that, but we added the second resonator to it and um, the punch, like the, the the different kinds of overdrive, the ripple, which is like a, the first core modulating the second, um, and those are all meant to manipulate like the like the transient the initial attack and uh like the the first half of like the bodies of the sound and stuff like that um the percussion the new perk is more like the original um Mm -hmm. with again an added resonator and different filtering modes and um change the ranges of the envelopes and stuff like that just so it's more playable live Mm -hmm. yeah is the resonator part of that like external um, signal processing? Because that yeah, that was so, like when I saw that that was like ooh because any anything that can you know be used to process other sounds I'm automatically like perked up you know no no pun intended yeah yeah um, <laughs> yeah the original uh, percussion synth had an external in too um, and when you patch into there it's kind of like um it's the same. So like the way that you uh, ping it, you, you just put a trigger into it and, and it pings the filter and that's like going right into the filters, right? So the external in is, it's not a modified like trigger. It's just a signal, but you can put a gate in there. You can put a trigger in there. Um, and then that's gonna get processed through the filters and through the wave folder and through the VCA. Um, so you can mix, you can mix like an oscillator, you can mix like another drum module, or you can put gates in there and get kind of like alternate percussive effects. Um, I think Divkid was doing that in his demo mm-hmm. video. Sounded like really tribally, you know. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I have a hard time like not allowing for this extra uses. Um, when I have a system that, you know, caters t- to it. So, you know, it, it's a percussion module, but it's really a, a, another just like specialized synth voice that you can mm-hmm. do lead lines, bass lines, you can run a sequence through it and, and make some like resonant acid, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 That was what really, what I really loved about the, um, 
my analog kick was uh was it analog bass or analog kick the the early entity the entity it was the bass drum synthesizer yeah so that i i got it obviously because i wanted to make cool bass drums but i found myself using it a lot more for like just kind of really round sounding like higher percut not higher maybe like mid frequency percussion because i just thought like Mm -hmm. that was the zone that i really like key in on on that and uh it's actually it's it's the whole like percussion section except for i was playing some plastic chopsticks on my desk i I overdubbed that but everything else in this track called kitty safari off of an album i did with my my friend steven playing like uh classical improvised piano on a baby grand and i was like processing it through everything and and that was like my only percussive module for that whole system and or for that whole um uh session and it was just so flexible it was it was it really like it I, i feel like when i look back on that system it was a few years ago that's that's the first module that pops out to me where like what were some of this the essentials for making this one piece of music that one always pops into my head first it's just it's yeah pretty badass mm, um nice yeah so i'm also curious you know like okay so you you have this time to put towards design and i don't want to be the where do your ideas come from but i'm curious like how much time do you spend patching um either for fun or for you know just to kind of research or you know development like and is there a a separation between that kind of approach that you have to modular? Um, I probably, I mean, in the past few years, I've definitely spent more time just patching as an experiment for design. Um, but, you know, up until recently, um, you know, I started to, recently I started to um, bring the system into the house and start like bringing my friends in because they all know what I do, but like they don't, they don't use modular sense, you know, like uh-huh. all my friends, um, not many people around here do. It's just weird. Yeah. But, what part um, are you, what part of New York are you in? Right. I forgot. The Hudson Valley. Hudson Valley. Um, okay. Yeah. Ulster County. Uh, it's not that, so like north hour, of the city. Hour, hour and 40 minutes north of the city. Yeah. By okay. the Hudson River. Yeah. Cool. So I started bringing them in and showing them <laughs> what I do. And they're like, what the you know what the fun yeah. is, you know <laughs> and um it's been it's been really fun like i don't know why um i haven't done that i mean usually when i tell people what i do it's like you know they don't yeah, get it totally. so mm-hmm. i just kind of stopped telling people what i do like years ago um unless they know what it is you know you know so um mm-hmm. but yeah i've been spending more time just like playing and just like making music um just for fun you know not even like That's recording awesome. anything just having like a jam session for like an hour and then happy with it. So that's like, yeah, really nice. Yeah. I'm impressed and really happy to hear that for you because like I said, so many of my maker friends, like they're like the last time I made a patch for fun or for my own music was, you know, a lot, you know, sometimes years ago. And uh, yeah, that's, and I, and I understand. Yeah. 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 I mean, so much to it. It's like, I don't, it's a, if you're at work, you don't really have time to just like, play because if you're doing that you're going to go down that rabbit hole and you're going to be like oh like i had to calibrate these like 40 modules today and like oh mm-hmm. i didn't right. you know so yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's funny to try like um with like my my friends or you know my my wife or anything like uh you know i'm like man i just wish i had more time to like you know actually play my instruments and they're like that's what you do for your job. You're in your studio literally all day. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, you know, recording podcasts, which I love editing podcasts, or I'm a lot, you know, a lot of the time I'm wrapping my head around a module that somebody has sent me, who's, you know, basically hired me to represent or present this module to the public. And I want to make sure I'm doing it justice. So, you know, like, sure, I'm patching for hours a day, but it's not like, and it's still fun. This is not a complaint. It's just, you know, it's like, it is hard to, to find, to just, just set up that, that time and that workflow to be able to kind of go back and forth, you know? Yeah. 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 For sure. I've been 
trying to wake up a little extra early in the morning and come in and at least like play my, I got a, a Roland V drum kit. So at least just like uh, trying to get my drum chops back. Cause I haven't had a drum set in over 20 years. Um, you know, just to get a little movement in the morning, get the blood flowing and, and get mm-hmm. a little cracks in. But that's even yeah. dangerous. Cause sometimes I set an alarm for like, or stopwatch for like 30 minutes. And then it goes off and I'm like, okay, I'll set another one for just 10 more minutes. And then that goes off and I just keep hitting reset. And the next thing I know, it's like, okay, I can't be drumming for two hours every morning because that's not the point of this exercise, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, and then, you know, so kind of on the, in the same thread of, you know, uh, I imagine there's a lot of, um, you know, as far as like where your ideas come from or, or the seed for ideas for new modules or anything, or how much of that comes from the patching process and you're looking around and you want to do something very specific and you're like, oh, well, I need to either use four modules to do that, or I don't have a way to do that. Like, is that where I feel like that's where a lot of my, you know, my other friends that I've talked to who design, that's where a lot of their ideas come from. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, um, that's definitely part of it. Um, a lot of it is just kind of ideas that come into my head. Um, mm-hmm. You know, something novel that like maybe I want to try out. Um, and it's easy to like patch up certain functions like that and, te- and like test them out and see if they, you know, make a cool module or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's great when you're, patching in a small system and you're like oh like i i need something that does this you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah 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 that's a this week's episode of Podular Modcast is brought to you by Novation and their flagship synthesizer the Summit i've been using the Summit a lot to create samples to put into my stereo triggered sampler for 4ms as well as just playing keys. It is a lot of fun. It's super easy to use. It's very deep, but not at all intimidating, very navigable. It also has been very inspirational for me as far as writing new music. So if you would like to check this out, please visit the show description and click the link. And once again, thank you to Novation for their support of Podular Modcast. So I feel like you, you, I mean, you have, you have a wide variety of, of module types or functions. I'm, I'm curious, like, is there any, is there any, uh, like particular module function that you have wanted to try to take on, but just haven't maybe had the time or the right idea for, or anything like that? Yeah. Um, you know, I've been mulling over ideas for, delay modules Uh um that i never did um like a complex oscillator which i feel like i really think the market is way too saturated with oscillators now uh probably not going to make an oscillator unless i make like a desktop synth or something like that which Uh is not off the table um but yeah like i'd like to do a delay um Never did a sequencer. It would be a simple one if I did one, but uh, try to incorporate cool features in it. Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else that just never got to do? Yeah. I don't know. Like, basically, I've been on this run of doing like percussive style modules, and I, it's it's actually like a really good form to kind of make my ideas real because, you know, you can do crazy stuff and it could just be percussion, but then it could go like different places from there. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I was just making like a synth voice, it's like, it's, it's not that interesting to most people, I guess. Um, just having like a crazy oscillator versus something that's like percussive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. You like, you, like, there's there are a lot of oscillators, and sometimes I see you know a company releasing a new oscillator, and I'm just you know, the the cynic in me before even hearing it has nothing to do with the, the whatever person is making it or anything. There's just like this cynical side of me instantly that I'm trying to weed out because it's not 
that's not a fun part of me, but it's just like, what, what can be offered now to the, the oscillator world? And oftentimes when I've presented that question to myself in my own head and then played with whatever this oscillator was, I'm like, okay, well, this actually has some pretty, pretty awesome features on it that are pretty unique to this. And, you know, I think like, you know, it's the perfect, like you said, for the percussion thing, it's the perfect format and environment for it because of the the signal routing opportunities with you know with with control voltage and stuff um mm -hmm. but kind of back to the delay because this is something like I, i'm always kicking out around ideas of you know i, I would like to I, I fancy myself as well i would like to fancy myself as like an ideas guy who could come up with cool ideas i can't design circuits but maybe like work with somebody who can to to make something that's trapped in here a reality and a delay is something that i've you know been thinking about like what would be a new fun take on delay but there's just so much out there so i'm curious what is what is or was the the trepidation or hold up for a delay uh, just um can i can i make it cool enough you know mm -hmm. you know there, there's so many great digital delays and there's good analog delays um it would really kind of be kind of a specialized character whole thing in terms of being a delay you know what mm -hmm. i mean it would be like mm -hmm. kind of more of a more of a specialized kind of effect um and i guess that i would just want to really experiment and see how good of a delay that I could actually make that I'd actually want to like produce it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but it's not like something that's been holding me up. Like, Oh, I, I need to make this. Right, it's just, right. um, yeah. The right. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You said like ideas pop in your head and I feel like this is pretty common for just creatives in general. Um, this is certain, like, I, I would say that any, any of the artistic output that I've made that I think is like, you know, really good or I'm very proud of, I, the, they, it's almost like it's lightning bolted into my head. Like, it's not like I'm, I'm so, so it's like, I can't really, well, I can, but like, I, I don't like to take too much credit for it. I'm like, this, like the muse or something just handed this to me and I took the, the time to, the to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Out of the ether. Uh -huh. Yeah. So like sure. you do you have these just like flashes of like, whoa, yeah. that's a whole that's a almost fully thought out like function or something. Yeah, and then and then if you can like make it, it's it's really exciting. Yeah, you know, for sure. You have an idea and then you can build something. That's that's probably the most rewarding thing that you could do, I think, as a mm -hmm. designer. Um yeah, especially when you're trying to do things differently, when you're trying to like create new things and you get a really cool idea and it, and it actually works out, you know, and mm -hmm. you can make it. Yeah. And I'm curious, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be as much the case in the modular world, especially, you know, because it's, it's people like yourself who, you know, are doing this because they want to create something that not only is cool, but something that doesn't exist yet or that they want, um, like how much does like the market or what, or, or just the fact that you are a business and it's your livelihood, like how much influence does that have on like a new idea? Like I want to do this idea, but this one might sell better. Like how, does that factor in? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yes. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a lot of time and a lot of effort, you know, like, and you know, you, you could, between starting a design and actually being able to make it, it could be like three, four months, you know, like you prototype stuff and then... That seems fast, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, it that is fast because, you know, to design something, you know, I've been, it could, it could take me two, three weeks at most to design something. Um, and then... You know, I want to prototype it, and that takes a couple of weeks to get a PCB. Then you got to have the time, the, the second between stuff to, to make it. And then, of course, there's all kinds of things you want to change about it. So you, I spent a couple of weeks messing with that. And then you want to maybe order another prototype. 
you know, so that, that's like a month and a half, two months right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but production usually takes anywhere from one to two months, you know, with yeah. just a couple of people doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a big chunk of time and money. So, you know, I got a family to support, I got bills to pay. So yeah, it, it mm-hmm. does change what I choose to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I, I, I know that that's, that's gotta be the case for everybody. And I think also just the type of people that are drawn to this format and, you know, like, I feel like there's, you know, a lot of artistic, uh, I, I look at, I look at all you guys as artists, as much as, you know, like tech technology designers. Um, and I know it for does me, feel pers- like art, for sure. yeah, it, yeah. It I mean, like it, art. Yeah. there are pieces of like the, the, the layout, like, and I love the little, you know, the, the, where the button is on the new percussion. It's like a, like a little, it almost looks like kind of Zelda y, like a, like an mm-hmm. eye or something. Yeah, um, the, yeah, yeah. The originals had like a little eye by the mm-hmm. LED. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess where I was going with that is like I, I have a little bit of this too. Like I love doing this podcast. I love making videos with synths. I love making music with synths. But like the only way that I can actually do it is I have to find some way to to monetize it, which is I I it's my most hated part of it. I yeah. feel. I don't feel I, it feels wrong to me. I'm not good at it. Um, so yeah, I just like, I wonder how much it, how much of that, like, cause, cause it seems tenfold for, for all y'all. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm not so good at it either. Like <laughs> it's weird. Um, I like, I, I don't make a very good business guy. Yeah. You know, me <laughs> I, like, I, I'm just kind of doing what I, I really love doing. And that's just, creating and designing things that make cool sounds and are useful and for people to make music with. And that's the part that really makes me happy. And then there's this other part where it's like, Uh-oh, oh, you, well, you have to promote it. Uh-oh. You got to sell it. Like I, I do almost zero promotion because it's like, by the time's all said and done, I'm just, I'm exhausted. And I'd rather have people just, you know, discover the modules or like be interested or like hear a friend that had it and get excited about it than me. Like, you know, all this like, you know, sensationalism about around this thing. And unfortunately that does work. And I've been in that situation where we've like launched things and everyone's like, ah, like I gotta mm-hmm. get it. And it, it works, but it's it the experience of of, of all of it is it's, it's it's overwhelming to me. Like I, mm-hmm. I just I'm not built for that kind of thing. I think it's yeah, like, totally. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to try to, to merge, uh, your, your passion and, and your livelihood. Um, unfortunately that's just, that's the world we live in. Um, so I'm curious with this prototyping, uh, process, like, do you have any trusted confidants that are kind of like beta testers that you bounce, Hey, can you try this out? Listen to it. Or, or do you kind of like get mm-hmm. it to like, what, to what point do you get it before you start sharing it? Or how does, yeah. What's that process like? I mean, throughout the years, I've pretty much just been my own beta tester. Um, but over the last few years, like there's some people who, I'll send the module to, um, but I usually don't send them out until I feel like they're done. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, you know, I'm looking for opinions, I guess, or, you know, because once I've been so involved in something, like, it's like, I need someone else to like, it yeah. doesn't know anything about it to pick it up and be like, I don't get it. Or like, this is really cool, you know? And then mm-hmm. I feel good about, um, producing it. Um, Unfortunately, there are times when you feel like it's just not good and you got to like start over, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's really defeating um, when you've come that far because, you know, you start getting anxious, um, you know, you need to make money, and you, you know, like now's the time that, you know, people are buying stuff, you know, Christmas is around right. the corner, you know, like taking advantage of all that, all those times of the year is like, it's big. It's like, it, 
like this time of the year, things are starting to, to, to die down. Like people are going out, they're not thinking mm-hmm. about spending money on modular stuff, you know? So yeah, there's just anxiety with all that and pressure. Definitely. Pressure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, it was something that like, um, you know, before I, I got to the situation that I'm in with the podcast and, and everything, like I would listen to other podcasts with either musicians or comedians who would be like, very successful and have way more money than I probably will ever make in my life. Um, but they would all talk, you know, I've heard a lot of people talking about how nervous they were that it could just all disappear. And I, and I used to be like, how could they think that? But I feel like when you are your own entity, you're, you're, you are your, you know, your, your livelihood is your business. Like you, it's a constant hustle. And yeah. So how, like, you mentioned this anxiety and stuff like since you've been doing it a while, have you found good methods to like counter that or balance that? Or, um, or is that just kind of, have you been able to reduce it from the earlier years or? Yeah. I mean, it's been a mess. I mean, I feel like I've, I've calmed down a lot over like the last year, I would say. Um, I think I was under a lot of stress um it was really it was really difficult just constantly worrying and things going wrong you know because you're worrying and you're not paying attention and you know like wrecking whole runs of modules and having Mm -hmm. to fix it it's just like yeah um staying calm about it and just knowing that it, it will get done you know, there's no one like knocking on your door, like telling you, come on, come on. You right, know, like right. all the dealers, um, like they understand, like if I have to make a, a bunch of modules that it might take me like a week or two to ship and none of them, none of them give me any problem about that. And like, I really appreciate that. Um, I think they understand like my, my situation, um, but, um, yeah, I, I just been like going for a run every morning, you know, being outside just, you know, I used to feel like, Oh, like I have to, I have to get back in the office. I have to get back in the office. And like, I don't feel that way. I haven't been feeling that way. And it feels a lot better. Um, cause it, there were some moments the past couple of years where I, where I, you know, I'm said to myself, like, this isn't living, like, this is like destroying me mm-hmm. mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I know how that goes from my own, you know, what I'm doing with my own life, but like, I'm not doing, you know, it's, it's at such a less scale. So I, like, that's, it's something that I, I think about a lot, um, you know, cause men- mental health and, and anxiety and depression management has been, you know, something that's been, um, a constant in my life. And I feel like I'm finally to a point where I've got a pretty good hold on it. It's taken me a really long time to get into the the practices that that help that and try to cut out the bad the bad habits. But I find that most of the things that wing me or you know can bring me can can bring me down or anything are are usually of my own design or or you know like I it's from the 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 stressing over stressing and then over worrying and then mistakes can come in there or you know, I also have ADHD and, and I just found that out like when the last year and a half, two years. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like before yeah. I had that answer, like I, things would just pile up and I would see this giant pile and it would be so big that I would be like, it's insurmountable. I can't. Yeah. So like the avoidance thing has gone down a lot and uh, yeah, just, you know, just learning more. And I imagine going through this cycle that you just explained, um, you know, you do, it's not your first rodeo, you know, like you've, you've made modules and you've sent them to dealers and you know how this goes and you, you, you don't know every, uh, you know, snafu that's going to pop up, but you know that they do. And, and mm-hmm. you've gotten through it historically. So I feel like that is also yeah. something that can help with that. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the end of the world so much, uh, mm-hmm. when something goes wrong, anymore you know because you know initially when something went wrong it's like no like this is just horrible 
And then mm-hmm. now it's like, I'm number one, I'm more careful. Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm more careful not to make silly mistakes, like not connecting a part right when I'm doing a schematic because I'm like doing 20 things at once, um, triple checking things, you know. So learn how to avoid those I- issues. But, you know, now when there's a problem, it's like, all right, you know, put that to the side. And on top of that, most problems can be fixed. So, you know, it's not such a big deal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 That, that was, uh, you know, I, I, I worked, uh, I uh, was, you know, I've worked with, uh, after later audio over the, over the past few years. And it was kind of nerve wracking at first because I don't know much about, you know, the actual like building side and all of that. And, um, you know, Lenny, Lenny said that to me, which was, gave me a lot of, uh, you know, just stress relief is just like, yeah, people make mistakes. We all make mistakes, but like no mistake is unfixable, you know, like you're not Mm going to derail the entire operation by this mistake. So like, and, and I, like, I need, especially with me, I needed to hear that because it's often my fear of making mistakes. That That makes you make mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you understand you have ADD. I think that's an ADD thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's part of why I have to do like 20 things at once too. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, um, I, although I can sit and design for a while and I can sit and do a layout or schematic or a board layout, um, but even still, like I have to stop and just like walk out the door, you know, like yeah. every like 20 minutes, it's just like, I have to stop, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's, it's just too repetitive, too te- tedious sometimes. Um, but I feel like those are the moments when mistakes are made because, you know, I'm often like three or four steps ahead of myself when I'm doing stuff like that. And then I leave and I come back and my brain is probably telling me, oh, you did it already. Right. You know, I, oh, that that actually makes a lot that makes a lot of sense actually like like i said yeah. this is all kind of new to me and i'm like learning so much about myself but like you just explaining that i feel like holy shit that that that's me like that's that's definitely happening yeah, yeah. to me um some and something else with the like i just i i never even noticed i did this um until like i was you know like talking with my, my doctor and getting going through all the testing and, and everything and questionnaires. And yeah, if, like if I'm in a social setting and we're all hanging out in one room, like every 20, 30 minutes, I got to just like do a lap or just go walk, go outside on the patio for a second. And, and I don't do yeah. anything and I don't, and at the moment when I do it, like I said, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I don't feel like I got to get, Oh, it's not, it's, you know, it's not a stress thing. Oh, I got to get out of here. Or, Oh, I can't do that. You know, it has, there's real almost no, like no conscious thought to it. It's just, I, it's just something I do. Yeah. And, I do that too. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. I, yeah. I got to keep moving around. Um, a lot of times, um, it's kind of like, I think part of it's like, I need a break. But also part of it's like I want to see what's going on over here. I want to see what's yeah, going on yeah. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, since I was since I started playing guitar at twelve, I have walked around with a guitar around my neck, like just plinking and playing. And it's something I don't think about, and it's like almost like a security blanket. I can have full present conversations with people and sit there and listen to them, and just like you know, usually like you know noodling on something I'm working out in my head um, or practicing something that I'm, you know, want to get more proficient at, but I'm still there and listening. But from their perspective, I'm half listening because I'm sitting there plinking on a guitar. And that's been something that I've been, that's, that's kind of come to my attention. Well, no, it's, I'm full (laughs) listening, but they, I appear to be half listening. And that is, you know, that, that it's like, I, whenever I go anywhere, I, I bring some sort of synth setup my field recorder, a guitar, uh, you know, some pads of paper, some pens. And, you know, like I have, like I have to bring stuff with me and I want to be constantly like, if I need a break from the modular, then my break isn't going outside and relaxing. It's going and picking up the guitar and, and walking around with a guitar on me. Or if I need a break from the guitar, I'll go and start editing a video. You know, it's like, 
I, I, I just need to be doing. And I think that's something yeah. I need to like work on because the doing I think is just like, there's, there's something about, there's something uncomfortable about the sitting and that is something that should be explored maybe, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's a little bit different for me because I feel like in my younger years, I kind of felt a little too lazy and yeah, sitting yeah, a little yeah. too much, but I had like all these ideas and all these things I wanted to do. And I felt like I'm not doing anything. Like I'm not accomplishing anything. Um, which is a big re reason why electronics was like awesome for me because, you know, I loved audio, I loved synthesizers. So like being able to like make something that could make sound and actually, you know, do something and accomplish it, like that that was huge for me. Mm -hmm. And like now it's like I, I can't not be busy now. You know, mm -hmm. like like I, I sit at at night, like after work is done, after everyone's in bed, and I'm like that's when I sit and but like I like need to be doing things like all the time. Like even on the mm -hmm. weekends I need to be like fixing things around the house, you know, cleaning yep. stuff up. Totally. You know, but I feel it feels really good to to do stuff. Um and I don't feel so good when I'm not doing anything. Same thing here. Yeah. And actually that this whole thing of me like needing th this is kind of a, a later in life and i think it's also because you know i you know i'm i take medication that helps me focus and motivates me because before i had the diagnosis and the medication um i i would i would i would have the same like i would i would want to watch tv all day or just play a video game all day but i then but all these ideas of this creative stuff that i would have would be piling up and then i would start you know, getting anxiety or, or guilt or, you know, self-flagellation for not making it happen and not taking the time. But I just, I literally like, couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, mm -hmm. So now, but yeah, yeah now you, it's like, like paralyzed, right? You're paralyzed. Totally. 100% yeah. paralyzed. Yeah. yeah. And now I, I think it's also because, you know, I, I have a, a passion that I love you know, with, with the podcast and modular synthesis, I've made so many amazing friends and got to meet so many amazing people and work with people on different projects and stuff. Like I finally have like a pretty, um, pretty, uh, what's the word, you know, just like a pretty active stream I can hop in at any time to, to, to get something going when before it was kind of like, well, I want to make an album, but like I have to write all every part and I have to record every part and then I have mm. to mix it and then I have to convince people to listen to it. How the fuck do you, you know? And like, yeah, it's so, too much. Yeah. Um, were you diagnosed early or yeah, later? Yeah. 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 When I was, um, like when I was 13, maybe. Okay. I was okay. diagnosed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I was all over the place when I was younger. Um, but kind of just like functioning, like seasonal affective disorder, ADD kind of kid, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And like spazzy and just doing random things and changing everything about what I do and like what I wear and, you know, but it was like, yep. I felt it fit me though. I mean, it, it yep. just, it worked yeah. for me and it wasn't really a problem for me like maybe academically in high school it was a problem i didn't want to be in school i wanted to party i wanted to do fun yeah. things you know yeah. i want to yeah. be with like friends that i met in other towns and stuff like that i thought that was so cool <laughs> because you know, you know you know and we had all these friends well yeah like, we feed off the novel too mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah um yeah I have, now yeah, it's I like yeah thing. yeah and yeah, it's like staying busy, it, it kind of works for me now. Um, mm -hmm. And I get up really early in the morning, so I get a lot of sun like all year round, so I don't really get depressed anymore. But the anxiety of work has like crippled me at times pretty severely. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to avoid that now as much as possible. 
Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the switching up the way you did things. Like that's that's I mean, my studio is a is a perfect case. Uh, but we play uh, this you know cornhole the, the game where you throw the bags into the the hole in the yeah. court. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we play, play that, that too, quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, um, in the yard, and my my wife's really good at it, and like I'm decent at it. But we were playing we the first nice day this year. We brought out the boards and we're playing, and I just all of a sudden realized like. I switch where I'm standing and I switch my approach like every time I'm throwing the bags because like I'm not making it in. So I got to switch it up and I'm watching my wife and how good she is. And I'm like, she's in the exact same spot every time. And I'm like, Oh, I need to just stand in the same spot every And my game improved like a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. that makes a whole lot of like, and it just never occurred to me, you know, this like switch. That's <laughs> and that's in the story of my fucking life, man. <laughs> Consistency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. Well, we're rounding up on an hour here, and I want to make sure that I give you enough time to, uh, you know, talk about anything about the new modules um you know that you're you're hoping to to share or get out there or uh yeah so yeah um, we haven't covered oh you know we didn't talk about the steady state gate oh yeah i did want to talk about that um is that does that use uh vactuals like lpg no it doesn't okay um you know it's not like a a one-to-one of what a, a actual low-pass gate would be either. Um, mm-hmm. It's really uh, designed to make like plucky sounds, like very acoustically plucky sounds. And um, and it has some available options, different ways to use it that are more reminiscent of like a low-pass gate, you know, with, with actual gate length affecting the mm-hmm. sound. Um, but yeah, uh, I really, I really wanted to make kind of a low pass gate kind of effect, um, and I feel like low pass gates are kind of boring <laughs> within themselves, you know, to the point where you can just like have twenty of them and scrutinize over which one's better, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like for me, I never really put one in my system before. But um, having like different kinds of filtering available, being able to use it as a filter, having resonance, having like saturation and the different resonance, the, the chaos mode and the wave folder, you know, to me really opened up the, the, the usefulness and the possibilities and the, and the character of, a, of what a low pass gate could be. Yeah. So that's the direction I went with that. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up because that was on my mental um, list of things I wanted to talk to you about because that is um, that's one of the modules that I've been eyeing for a bit like this 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 is one I really want to try out you know like mm-hmm. I have a I have a lot of stuff I get sent stuff I'm very lucky I don't often buy stuff because I'm spending time wrapping my head around the stuff that I'm I'm trying to understand to you know right. to tell people about and everything and uh, so I have a short list of of things that like I want to purchase and that that one's on it so um, for the reasons cool. that you just said because yeah I I like LPGs I like the plucky sound but like honestly I I don't know much about it like what made me want it was the fact that you made it I saw an LPG <laughs> that SSF made and I'm like that's has to be interesting and cool so <laughs> yeah cool. i definitely want to give that one a shot um and ben seems to really like it and if ben's vouching then you know it's real good um so yeah um yeah and the is the perk is the new perk out or is, yeah, is yeah. it like um yeah okay. it's been out for about a month now yeah that's right okay um, yeah uh probably overshadowed by all the super booth stuff but yeah did they just switch super booth from september i always thought it was in september and then all of a sudden i saw the people were asking me are you going to super booth and i'm like no it's usually it's when my my wedding anniversary is and then i'm seeing all these people posting about it and i'm like wait it's happening now yeah you know it's been in may um i mean i think the first one i went to was in 2018 
it was in May. Yeah, I think it's always in May. I thought um, it was late September for some, for some reason. Huh. That's KnobCon, I think you're Maybe thinking of. Okay. Yeah, I think that's like mid-September. Yeah. Also, yeah, I like... think I'm going to go to KnobCon. I haven't been out to a show in, I don't know, it's been like three years. I've just kind of been holed up. So I need to start uh, coming out again. Yeah, they're they're uh between Portland and Seattle it seems like they're they're uh you know yearly stuff that's starting to happen. Um I know there was Waveform PDX last year which was really cool. Um but yeah, it'd be cool to get you out on the West Coast and Yeah, and... it's been a while. It's been a really long time actually. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, uh is there anything you would like to scream from the modular mountaintops before we sign off? Oh jeez. Oh no. <laughs> just my laugh <laughs> yeah there we go i love it i love it I, everybody has a different answer that's a, that's a perfectly good one well uh i really appreciate your time today uh it's it's nice to uh to catch up and i don't want it for to sure. be as as long between episodes for your for your next yeah so let's do this yeah, sooner yeah. than let's, later let's keep in touch yeah sounds right good. on man thanks again right, man. yeah thank you all right, that's our episode. Thank you so much to Andrew, the Magus Morelli, for coming back to PodMod. Go check out all the links to the great Steady State Fate goodness in the show description. Also, thank you to this week's featured artist. I think a goat just went off. Uh, thank you to this week's featured artist, Hannibal Rex. Check out the links to the show description. That was a, that, that one had a lot more high frequencies on it. Cows are going nuts. I think they're freaking out because of the, uh, the thunder. Well, that's getting louder and closer, and it's getting darker. And I've got an umbrella above my camera sticking up into the air, and I'm in the middle of the field. So I should probably cut this short. Thank you for listening to Podular Modcast. This week's secret word is lightning. Until next week. And I also thought it would be cool to show you. Whoa. You all right? Somebody just fell over in the background.